Coming up on TMS, half a Subway sandwich marked Fred. Imagine, if you will, a fake unicorn. Male narwhals are not horny. That's the tooth. Never shoot your stuff into weird places. Hot Pockets sing-along. That one time they didn't look, she had a baby. Miscounting tigers. Don't F up my Las Vegas. <laughs> I Kissed the Police by Howard Jones. A narwhal named Harrison Fjord. Yo, slow down, light. Byrons have their own convention. Caesar's left boob. Solo street screamer. Making things with Bill. Jury duty and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. I gave up thick pads for maxi thin. I switched from thick pads to maxi thin. No more thick pads. It's maxi thin for me. An alternative to maxi pads. Maxi thins from Tampax. Roses are red, violets are blue. And she showed me her boobies and I like them too! This is the morning stream. Ah. It puts the lotion in the basket. I don't know what happened to the music there. That was weird. It's back. It's back, everybody. Hey, hey, whoa. What's going on with your weird what Monday? What are you doing? I don't know what happened. That was weird. I, it was supposed what are to you be, doing? It was what's to going fun. on? Everything went to, went to hell there for a second. Uh, anyway, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. It's uh, Tuesday, is it? Yeah. Is it? Is it Tuesday? Yeah, it's Tuesday. <laughs> it says right up here at the top of my screen, two June. It says two Jun two, which means it's two June second. Yeah, June second, mm-hmm. Tuesday, mm-hmm. twenty twenty. I'm Scott. He's Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi. Hello. <laughs> um. All right. So weird morning. A lot of weird <laughs> stuff going on. Also, that intro kind of got broken. But hey, we're gonna we're gonna carry forward and keep uh, moving here. I have some good news in the uh, sea of bad news out there. We've certainly got our share of weird bad news here in the uh, United States, but uh, I have to say, Utah did okay last night because yeah. uh, we were freaking out a little bit. It was a few thousand people started coagulating once again right around the curfew, and we got a buzz at about oh, I don't remember six or something that said a statewide curfew for six days, eight p.m. You know this whole thing, and so. Uh, we got that, and we thought, "Oh no!" And so I started tuning into what was going on, and and there was a whole bunch of people gathering and walking through the city, and they were doing so peacefully, and cops were just sort of watching, whatever, no big deal. But uh, they were all headed to the state capitol, which Saturday was a huge mess, and they defaced a bunch of stuff, and there was some, you know, big time arrests and all kinds of problems. Saturday was a problem. Uh, so we were thinking, "Uh oh, two thousand people or more headed up to the mm-hmm. capitol. This is going to be bad." They get up there. There are uh, a fair number of cops in riot gear uh, up there waiting for them. There's some National Guard truck stuff and some National Guard people with guns and things like that. Protesters get up there again, totally peaceful. They have some chants and stuff and signs, but they're not doing anything crazy. Um, there's definitely not kids running up there and just chucking stuff or breaking things or none of that was going on. And uh, then it looked like a bit of a standoff. So there was some shouting. It started to get really loud. The cops are now kind of squared off. The, the, the entirety of the, of the procession of protesters, thousands of them are on the other side. And now there's this intersection between them. And it looks like, you know, stuff's about to go down. Instead, what happens is the chief of whatever, who's ever in charge there, mm-hmm. meets with the guy who, one of the chief organizers of the, of the rally, of the, of the protest. The protest. Uh-huh. They meet in the middle. 
uh, and they talk for a second. And basically he says, we're here to do it right. Uh, we're not, we're not here to, to even ruin, you know, we're here to get out of here for curfew even, but we just want to be here. We want to make our statement and then we're going to all go home. Will you let us do that? And the cop said, uh, the chief guy says, yes, uh, or as best we could tell, he said, yes. So this organizer turns around with his megaphone and goes, all right, we've, you know, we've come to do what we came to do. We're coming in, we're doing it again tomorrow, but it's time to disperse. Let's go. Uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're, we're, we're all going to leave right now and they're going to let us leave. And then they're all starting to try to leave. And it looks like everything's been deescalated and everything's cool, but the cops aren't letting them leave. They're, they're weirdly, they're all kind of just holding the, the ground in the kind of like, you know, circle that they've now got them in. And the guy with the microphone's like, um, can I talk to whoever's in charge again? We're trying to just leave now. We're all trying to go home. And they finally get the dude over there and, uh, he finally lets them break it up and everybody get out of there. Did I lose you? Oh, you are here. Never mind. I, I thought I'm you were, here. I thought you left. I thought I couldn't hear you. <laughs> you were you were so quiet. I thought I was all muted. Oh, and... I was just letting you tell the story. I didn't want to interrupt because no, it, no, it's it, all good. It's certainly different from um, well, obviously different from what we've seen the last few nights. Things seem to be more mellow here in Colorado as well. There was a kind of the same thing where the the protesters ended and then just kind of dispersed and went home yeah and instead of like the looters and rioters kind of sticking around from there some of them showed up later in the night to do stuff but even that was was pretty um pretty well handled pretty, so pretty subdued yeah it wasn't um it wasn't like the same kind of thing where everybody shows up the peaceful protesters go home the looters go crazy it was the protesters showed up protested left at the curfew and then just a few stragglers went out late at night and said oh let's rip crap up oh great yeah you gotta watch out for those guys um yeah yes. so we so it all ended pretty peacefully the police were pretty good at the de-escalation the people there were super respectful um you know their whole point was look saturday wasn't us we don't know how that mm -hmm. got out of hand but we want to do this right so now we're doing it right and they plan on doing it again today and to me, that felt like the right thing. It felt good, mm -hmm. and it, mm -hmm. it kept everything on message. And um, you know, that's as important to them as it is everybody else. And despite all the other poop shows that were happening across the states yesterday, there were quite a few messy bits, um, real bad stuff going down. The uh, we did okay here. So Salt Lake City, back to being polite. <laughs> I guess. I don't know what we are here. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean, polite. Yeah. We, a, yeah. We, we, have a, we have a reputation for not stirring too much of the pot, but last night we just we gently stirred the pot. Right. And did so with... Jostled. You, know, you jostled the yeah, pot. Did and, so uh, within the constitutional confines of people's rights and, and all of that. No cop shot rubber bullets in anyone's face point blank like was happening in other places. Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah, it was all right. And I think that there's, you know, you can the mayor took some pride in how the po police behaved. And I think they probably can rightfully do that because they did, they did handle this differently than I'm seeing in other places. So anyway, it was good. And, uh, I hope everybody out there is all right. I know, uh, our friend Jenny Joseph and her very street was the site of some pretty gnarly stuff uh, last night. Oh God. Yeah. We're That's going to be so scary. Cause I, you know, you obviously you got to worry about your property. You got to worry about like, um, if you have a car parked on the, on the road, on the street is, is, is that going to go nuts? I mean, it's, uh, right. You never, oh man, if, yeah, if you're curb parking, oh, 
Yeah, exactly. I would not want my car. You just know there. that, like, all right, the first few people are just going to kind of be like, all right, we're going forward. Let's move this way. And there's going to be some like, oh, this car, I'm mad. Yeah. I mean, that's what you, that's, yeah, that's what you think. Or that's what you should worry side about. side window pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So, um, yeah, I mean, for all, the most, all of a sudden it's Perry Farrell in the. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, take a dump in your tub. Um, there is a uh, there's one thing I was going to say so down near the library there has been this sculpture there near the um, I don't know if it's near the big police station there what what it is but it was a sculpture it's basically meant to be a symbol of the helping hands of the police and they're these gigantic uh, bronze hand sculptures that are just laying okay. out on out in the middle of this courtyard that are just kind of out outlaid and there's a plaque and it talks like, about is you know, it like you know my art like, kind of like the all-state uh hands a little thing, a little right? bit except they're not together they're like f- a little further apart i think okay. if they were together right. they may have really been accused of looking like all yeah. states, right? <laughs> right yeah so they have them separated and it's a very cool thing you can get pictures by it and all that sort of stuff you know you can always tell where people touch it because it's all you know that part of the bronze is all looks like uh, buffed. Yeah, yeah, it's all buffed right. Up. It's like brass or whatever. Yes. Um, anyway, it's like, the, uh, it's like uh, Caesar's uh, Caesar's left boob at uh, Caesar's palace. Yeah, basically. People, uh, yeah, people, a- I want some luck. <laughs> uh, wait, did people do that? Was that a thing? Is that a thing? People well, did? people rub him, but yeah, not as not as. Not as vigorously as you as you just expressed. Not as vigorously. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, anyway, I'm trying to find the image so I can show the chat room. Here it is. Uh, th- and I'll show you as well, obviously. So this is, these are those hands. Um, they went and did a little bit of uh, symbolic oh, yeah. um, okay. messing about here. Oh, geez. So they basically took those. If you click on them separately, you can see how the hands look normally. They're just outstretched. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at the updated image, uh, after the vandalism, somebody filled them with red paint that looks like blood. Basically sure. a symbol that, hey, there's a lot of blood on police hands today. And I thought, you know, if you're going to deface something, that's a pretty poignant defacement. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, you could have done you could have done worse. So anyway, I just knew, and I didn't say this the other day, but I just knew if this stuff was going to spread and get worse, those hands were screwed. I just knew it. Yeah. Because, you know, who is going to let that Yeah, and hopefully that's something. I mean, you look at the stuff that's like spray paint on concrete, and it's like, oh, man, how are they going to get that off? Yeah. But probably paint off of those bronze hands, like you think paint thinner, something like that, probably will Yeah. It's probably probably uh, just like uh, acrylic anyway, so probably just a good water, good pressure washer. (laughs) Yeah, it might just peel off. Who knows? Right. (laughs) Paint peel off. Mmm, yum. Mm. Anyway, that was a thing that I wanted to mention. Uh, hey, we got yeah. a, an email. We talked a while back about somebody was claiming that I scare the old people or something like that. Oh, sure. Show. Yes. Yeah, I think it was your Wikipedia article claimed that, uh, yeah. that it's Scott versus the elderly. Yeah. <laughs> me, I'm just riling up the old people. And, I, uh, I think they pulled me into that too. Yeah. Which, you know, it's a laugh. Sure. It's a laugh. We got an email from Brian Curetti from Hanover, Ontario, yeah. Canada. Another Brian in our lives. Cause there can, you can never have too many. Well, no, it's, it's, I actually, actually agree. I actually agree. I've probably met him at one of the Brian conventions. We'll have to see. Yeah, yeah those Brian. Oh, man, what are you guys going to do? Uh, yeah. The COVID has really stopped those dead in their tracks. You got to. That's right. You, gotta, you spell it with a Y? No, you got to stay home. No, you have your own convention. <laughs> oh, the infighting with the Brian's over the Y's the, and the, the Brian's. Yes, eventually. That's one of the seminars. 
spell it with an I or spell it with a Y. Wow. Uh, one hour in the uh, uh, Evergreen Room. <laughs> Man, remind me to get. Will they allow people that aren't Brian's to go? Can we see your world from the outside? Or? Oh, no. No? Oh, no. Okay. No. Come on now. Now, what if someone's named Byron? Does he get a pass? Nope. 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 Byron's have their own convention. All right. <laughs> That's a really small one. We keep um, getting dyslexic uh, doctors, too. Is this the brain convention? <laughs> Torek, I kind of, I kind of piggybacked on your joke. Yeah, he kind of did, but you took it, to, you took that material and enhanced it. You did a better. I did, I did better yes, delivery. Exactly. Nice job. Okay, so, so points to Torek, but uh, yeah, no, only a few. All right. Anyway, this uh, emailer says, just want to let you know that another old fart listens to TMS on a daily basis, or as he wrote a diary basis, but he meant daily. <laughs> no, um, he wrote a dairy basis. Yeah, or a dairy. So, yeah, not even diary. <laughs> Uh, I am not a gamer or techie, but Scott and Brian bring much needed lift to my day. By the way, I just turned 70 and have been listening to since 2015. Well, thank you for being here. I'm glad I haven't scared you. That's good. That's right. Don't want to scare old Brian. We're Uh, happy to have you. Yeah, we are very happy to have Uh, you. By the way, when when we were going over to um, hospice, so the, the, the days that we were visiting, there was always the same lady working the front, and she basically had to fill out a form. For each visitor, right, and get our name and our phone number, and then use um, a little n- no touch, a touchless thermometer to scan our um, our foreheads and check our temperature, right? A little okay. thermometer deal. Yeah. And so it's, I'd watch her filling out this form because she was very slow uh, and methodical about it. And she's okay. What's your name? I said Brian. It's B R I A N, and every single time B R A I N. Okay. <laughs> your last name. Uh, Ibit, I-B-B-O-T-T. Okay, I-B-B-T-T-O. <laughs> Ibito. Like, all right. Ibto, Ibto. 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 Anyway. That's amazing. Just everything was like, uh, whatever. you know, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Were they letting an, a resident do it? Was that what was going on there? No, office? no. She was just a, you know, an employee there working the front uh, table. And she always had her phone face down listening to some a uh, screamy YouTube thing. Yeah. Well, it wasn't always face down. It was face up at one point. And that's how I could tell it was just like some, some YouTube thing that, that she was watching and she didn't pause it when we'd come in. She'd let it keep going. But the second day she flipped it upside down so that the, the screen was uh, face down. Was it um, wait, like screamo music kind of thing or something when you say scream? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Like, uh, like it was a guy yelling, like, uh, oh, weird. Like it was on the street footage. Of some guy, some from the from the protests or something. Not even from the protests. Oh no, because it's just like like weird. Like now I'm gonna go over here. Like it was the the video. As far as I know, wasn't Alex Jones. It was just some guy walking around the street and he was yelling at at people and cars and stuff like that. A solo lone dude uh, has his own YouTube channel. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I didn't. Jerry I didn't feel like asking for you know what uh, what. Uh, what uh, YouTube channel is that so I can smash the like and subscribe button? Yeah, can you uh, airdrop that to me? I'd like to check that out. <laughs> exactly. uh, well, that's uh, that's hilarious. What a weird thing. But I don't yeah. know. Maybe you should change the way you spell oh. your last name. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. And definitely not Billy on the street. That one I would, I would have recognized. Billy, oh, I'll yeah. give you a dollar if you can tell me what, what's wrong with Meryl Streep. Uh, that's some... <laughs> Because every all your impressions sound like jury on the street. Just they kind of do, yeah, yeah, exactly. Definitely not Billy on the street. I mean, this was like not a professionally produced 
show. But wait, she wouldn't pause it? She would just put it on its face and then let it go? Yeah, yeah. The first day, she didn't even flip the phone over. She just left it sitting on the like table face up. And that's how I saw that it was just some guy walking around the streets yelling. And uh, and then the second day we were there, it seemed like the same damn video. She just had it flipped up or flipped over face down when we came in. Okay. Well, I I have the I'm under the impression that maybe she is has a lack of uh, focus, and that's why she wasn't sure about your name because she was trying to do too many things at once, like keep her video going while she's helping you, which is a right. weird combination. But hey, she's surrounded by you know potential death all day. Maybe she just wants. Yeah, to... exactly. Whatever whatever her release is. Yeah, I'm certainly not gonna. Yeah, not gonna poop on a parade. Totally fine. Um, we got this next one from the same method. Somebody went to the website, <laughs> they sent us a message, and this one's from NZ Nick, which one would assume is New Zealand Nick. That's what I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. He says this. Uh, the subject is the Kathy Bates dream, and the message is this: Scott, I love hearing your messed up dreams. What a rich life you must lead. Well, I don't know about rich, but life. I lead, I lead, I lead a life. <laughs> says, my kids have been watching the Costume Quest animated series on Amazon Prime lately. I've been meaning to check that out, actually. Mm. It's based on that video game. That. Video game's pretty good. Okay. Uh, so I was curious how a, an animated series would be. But anyway, and when you were describing fishing for Kathy Bates, it made me think of a crossover where the kids wear costumes made of Kathy Bates and gain superpowers based on her. What powers do they gain from Kathy Bates? Overbearing mother or sledgehammer to break ankles? <laughs> Well, those are our only choices. Probably overbearing mother, but let's go. We can probably go overbearing mother, and but her her um, oh, what do they call what 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 is um uh the ticks spoon? It's his rallying cry, right? Oh, right, right. So, uh, Kathy Bates's would definitely be Tawanda. Oh, that's good. That's good. Except now I said it like Taronda. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Taronda. Toronto. You sound like freaking. Um, uh, well, I can't think of his name. Hold on, Malfurion. Malfurion. That's it. Sure. Sure. Yeah, you know the, all the. I story. call him Tree Man. <laughs> He's Tree Prophet. We love the Tree Prophet. Tree Prophet. Uh, so okay, here's the other power I'd give her. I'd give her hot tub flapjack boobs. That'd be one power. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, saw uh, something. Uh, something with her in it recently. Uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, what was like? Uh, well, her. She was the mother of Richard Jewell and the movie Richard Jewell. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. How was she in that? That's, that's overbearing mother. Um, she was really good in that. Yeah. Actually, she wasn't really that overbearing. I mean, she was just like a protective uh, mom of her son who who did a great thing and kind of got the shaft for it because he wasn't as quick on the uptake to be able to defend himself as most people. And so, meant to see that. Didn't see it. It was good. It was good. The dude who they the dude who they got to play Richard Jewell was amazing. Yeah. Like you look at old footage and it's like they found his his twin. Yeah. It was really, really good. It's uh <clears throat> it's a thing I meant to mm-hmm. follow up on. When I'm sure you... it's that I'm sure is streaming somewhere, yeah? Maybe. No? Maybe. I don't know. There's a new streaming service every other day. It's probably somewhere. Right? <laughs> yeah, kind of uh kind of is. Uh yeah. looks like no, it is not streaming anywhere just yet. What did he? Uh... Oh yeah, Sam Rockwell's great in that. What was his? Let me see. Some serious medical problems related to diabetes. Oh, okay. I couldn't remember why he died so early. He was only forty-four when he died. Mm-hmm. Did they get into yeah, that in the movie? A... Did they cover like his full life all the way to 07 no. or no? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. They that was uh, kind of a a postscript at the end, talking about and showing you know actual. I love when they do that when they do a biopic. 
yeah. and um, uh, they show the actual people in still frames at the end or or video or something. It's yeah. like, okay, yeah, that boy, the actor they got to play that dude was really good. Yeah, they really bring, I like when they do that, bring stuff home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very good. By the way, I, I know I've already done it as a recommendal, but I have continued every week uh, to make sure and watch that uh, Ruffalo show. Uh, this this oh, yeah. I know is I know this, this much I know true. is true, or I know this to be true. <laughs> Something like that. I know this much is I. I, I really still don't, don't get it right. I'm watching it, and I still don't yeah. get it right. So I don't. I know. know I'm not is. watching it. So uh, so you have Man, more of a, you have less of an excuse than I do. He is unbelievably good. You're going to end up having to watch that show. I'm I'm going to make a stand. Oh right yeah, now. no, it's it's uh, it is absolutely on the list. I think there's only but like this is one, one where we're left. waiting for all the episodes to be available. Yeah, and it'll be soon. I think there's right six, now we're so yeah. we're knee deep in Killing Eve because the finale was Sunday. So it's like, okay, we know it's all there. We're gonna binge right through it. Season finale or series finale? Uh, season finale. Oh, okay, good because I want that to go season longer. Three. I like that show. It's really good. Yeah, uh, but for real, I think that Ruffalo acting is the best is the best performance of anyone anywhere right now i don't know anything better than this it's just mm. this much i know is true ruffalo is really good in this <laughs> and is not just playing typical ruffalo which is kind of affable quiet guy deal it's not sure. that it's something totally different it's freaking unbelievable i can't say enough about that cool. thing all right uh hey how about the yeah. how about the news what do you say to that i don't read the news oh good well we do it for you. In the News is sponsored by Nabisco. You'll find quality in our corner. All right. Let's uh, do the news brought to you by. Brought to you by Soundography, uh, which will be posted later today on this episode. Hammond and I go through the entire library of a guy who um, who recorded the first compact disc I ever owned. Whoa. Basically went to the store. Got uh, This is for my birthday. My dad took me to the store. We bought a compact disc player. And then we drove to Recycle Records and bought me a compact disc. And he says, pick anyone you want. And I said, I want Howard Jones' Dream Into Action. Nice. So nice. that was my first uh, disc. So uh, Howard Jones, we listened to his whole catalog, which the dude has been cranking out music nonstop even ever since um, the, the 80s and 90s uh, heyday. Still putting out great stuff. And uh, we go through all of it. Soundography.com. That episode will go up later today. I look a little like Howard Jones does now. You do. Yeah, but, you totally do. Like that little puffed up front of the hair mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and I have gone a similar hair direction from his old days. Hey, he's got a brand new album. Look at that. He does. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's cool. He's only he's only done a handful of covers. I, I got to interview him years and years and years ago and found out that um, he doesn't mind doing covers and he doesn't mind bands doing covers of his own music, but he will only choose covers um where the song fits his personal mindset so in other words he's not going to do a um he's not going to do a cover of f the police right or or uh i kissed a girl and i liked it or something like that well i might do that one but i mean it's it's basically um uh he's got to believe in the meaning behind the song interesting what that's an interesting thing to do never really heard of that before Mm -hmm. um Man, when you click his website, a whole bunch of other things open. It's kind of weird. Oh, no. Does he have a bunch of uh, pop-up windows? It's not like hacky or anything. It's just like a new tabs and I don't know. It's weird. It's weird when I went mm. to look for his name. But anyway, uh, well done, Howard Jones. Yeah. Check out that episode yeah. of Soundography wherever you get your podcasts. 
That'll be today, right? You said. Yeah. That'll be today. Uh, all right. Peter sent this in. Peter S. Mm-hmm. Uh, sent this in. Says a $350 anti-5G device that was supposed to stop the coronavirus from being transmitted through 5G towers. Okay. You knew these people existed, right? Heard of these 5G conspiracy people? Yeah, that I'd heard about. Yes, I knew that people like thought that, uh, well, 5G, it's causing all the, causing the frogs to turn gay and giving us all the corona. Yeah, basically along those lines is what people (laughs) think. Uh, Turns out this device that was being, that was being marketed as a $350 solution to that. If you kept this USB device plugged into things and with you, it would block the 5G signals from the towers. Turns out to be Nothing more than a 128 megabyte USB stick, according to a teardown over there at CNET. Oh, that's even better. I love the fact that it's not only just a USB stick, but a, like the the one of the worst ones you can get. Right, like, like crappy megabyte storage. 1980 on it. or 95 technology. Yeah, 128 meg. Nobody. What are you going to use that for in today's world? Megabytes, not. Not gigabytes, megabytes. Right, megabytes. Uh, believers in 5G conspiracy theories have apparently been buying $350 anti-USB sticks that are not that. Uh, as noted by the BBC today, the 5G BioShield, it's called, was recommended by a member of the Glastonbury Town Council's 5G Advisory Committee, which is, uh, has called for an inquiry into the 5G. Uh, the company that sells 5G BioShield claims it is the result of the most advanced technology currently available for balancing and prevention of the devastating effects caused by non-natural electronic waves, partially but not limited to 5G, for all biological life forms. That's a quote from their website. <laughs> a fool and his money are quickly par- de- uh, parted. That's what, yeah, that's for what sure. we're seeing here. Product's website charges uh, about 283 uh, pounds. That's about 350 US uh, for one of those. Uh, they say this is what you need for protection for your home and family thanks to the wearable holographic nanolayer catalyzer. There's five words you can just jam together. Yep. Which can be worn or placed near a smartphone or any electrical, sorry, other electrical radiation or EMF admitting device. Coincidentally, uh, EMF's unbelievable album is uh, on the 128 <laughs> megabyte. Uh... Well, part of it is because it's, you know. They... It's like the first half of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 128K. It's not fitting yeah. in there very well. Uh, let's see. This is this is more of it. Uh, the bio, the 5G BioShield makes it possible, thanks to a uniquely applied process of quantum nanolayer technology, to balance the imbalanced electrical oscillators, oscillations rather, arising from all electric fog induced by all devices such as laptops, cord phones, cordless phones. Sorry, uh, uh, WLAN or WLAN, WLANs. WLAN. Yeah. It's just what's a WLAN? What does that mean? Uh, a wired local area network. Is that what that is? I guess. That local area network is always wired, isn't it? A wireless LAN? Maybe a wireless local area network? I don't know. A wireless LAN. Okay, yes, the Stoic Scroll confirms. Wireless local area network. So how do you say it, though? Do you say... (laughs) (laughs) Because LAN's easy, and you understand it. Or wide area network, you'd say WAN. Right. LAN, WAN. But when you say... I guess people say WLAN. WLAN. W-Land. It sounds like you're saying W-Land. W-Land, which is like a George Bush fun town It's place. a theme park. Yeah. I want to ride the... <laughs> I want to ride the bush. Never mind. I'm not going to ride the bush. Moving on. Moving on. Come check out the mission accomplished uh, <laughs> Ferris wheel. <laughs> 
try to dodge a shoe in the in the room that just... <laughs> down the midway <laughs> or ride the decider uh enjoy his <laughs> enjoy some oatmeal with uh, Barbara Bush's face on it oh, I'm just kidding that's terrible <laughs> she's not the she is not the the oatmeal lady okay or man. make it your strategery for fun there you go <laughs> strategery land uh anyway where was I? Oh, okay. So this is all bullcrap. Uh, uh, the company says adding a USB stick brings balance into the field as at the atomic and cellu- cellular level, restoring balanced effects to all harmful ionized and non-ionized radiation. USB stick does not need to be plugged into anything to work its magic, they say. Wow. Interesting. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, they said that's because they use quantum nano-layering technology. Sure, of course. Uh, anyway, they tore it apart. It's none of that. It's a USB stick that you can't... I don't even think you can buy these very easily. Maybe in Japan or in bulk or on Alibaba or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard to get one that small anymore. And literally, it's all it is. So it's probably worth less than 10 bucks. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's probably... It's probably more valuable as something you take apart and use the USB part of it for something else. Yeah. <laughs> <To> like- <laughs> and people bought them. Dumbasses. Yeah. You idiots. I don't have a problem calling you people that. I really don't. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you come to me and you say, I like Star Wars or I hate Star Wars, I'm like, all right, well, I, I can listen to your points of view and sure. I, I can see how this is subjective. This isn't subjective and you are If you're, if you're you spending are 350 bucks of your hard-earned money on a wearable holographic nano-layer catalyzer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you may as well just put Star Trek Technobabble in there, you know? <laughs> exactly. I'm glad you lost well, your 350. I'm glad that money's not in your hands anymore. You dummies. Yeah. You are dummies. Okay? But I'm sad that it's in the hands of these other people. That's that's Yeah, I don't like that either. Hopefully hopefully not too many and then, then it stopped. I don't know. Ah, um here's a great story. It's got nothing to do with rioting or disease. Or the state of the world right now. Here it is. Uh-huh. A man breaks into a California bank to heat up a hot pocket, got arrested, and said it was worth it. Such a <laughs> was this uh, was this Jim Gaffigan? Oh no, no, it's, it's Brian Regan that does the hot right. pocket thing. Yeah, right? that, no, no, that's Gaffigan. You're right, it's Gaffigan. It is Gaffigan. Okay, yeah. Yeah. hot pockets, hot pocket, <laughs> pockets. Yeah. Anyway, it says police say a man broke into a bank in California just to heat up his hot pocket in a microwave. Police were called to the Wells Fargo Bank in San Diego early on Wednesday morning. When they arrived, they found a broken window near the bank's drive-through. An alarm, a comp- uh, uh, sorry, an alarm company reported surveillance cameras caught a man inside who broke in using the microwave. When the man nice. was arrested, officers say he, that he told him why he was there. Here's what the reporter said: uh, "You did that for a hot pocket." The man says, "Yes, all that for a hot pocket." The reporter said, "You broke into a bank for a hot pocket." The man says, "Hot pocket." Hot pocket. (laughs) (laughs) This is so good. The reporter says, was it worth it? Hell yeah, it was worth it. Bleep, yes. It was worth it. A hot pocket. Hell yeah. I think think he's got issues. Please please tell me this video on their site. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Oh, did they show it? Did they show it? No way. Yeah. His pants are half down, too. Well, you know, goes with the territory. Here, let me look at this. I've got to show this. Yeah, you pull up the video. Yeah. I'm, I'm not getting up. audio, though. Oh, there's no audio? Not uh, getting audio at all. Maybe you get it. Is it this video at the top? It's Let's the see. video on the side. Yeah. Let me see if I get video or audio. 
No, I don't either. That's weird. Audio's turned up all the way, and I don't have it muted, so yeah. I don't know what that is. But uh, you okay. definitely see his pants half down. Yeah, I want to see him in the place. Oh! I'm still not going to see him. 30 seconds. There we go. Okay, here we go. You did that for a Hot Pocket? Yes. Oh, that's for a Hot Pocket. You broke into a bank for a Hot Pocket. Hot Pocket. For hot, a hot Pocket. Was it worth it? Hell yeah, it's worth it. Hell yeah, it's worth it. A Hot Pocket? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, at some point, someone says, somebody does the Hot Pocket. Hot yeah, pocket. they do the song. And he does it too. Like, they don't say that in this transcript. No, that's the best part. His his second saying of the word, when he says hot pocket, hot pocket, he says hot pocket, yeah. and then someone else with him goes, hot pocket. <laughs> and also the emphasis of, like, a hot pocket, hell yeah. Hell yes, a hot pocket. Come on, you're crazy if you don't believe, if you don't, if you don't understand my love for hot pockets. I don't know about hot pockets. They, every hot pocket I ever ate, I felt bad about after I ate it, so. Did he? Did he take his own hot pocket with him, or did he go in the break room and take somebody's hot pocket? I don't know. Because neither... that's even better. Like rummaging through the fridge. Uh, here's Karen's uh, leftover mushu. Uh, here's uh, here's half of a subway sandwich marked Fred. Ah, look at that hot pocket. Half a subway sandwich marked Fred. That's that's not a title submission. The chat room's doing it wrong. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, he neither took Hot Pockets nor left Hot Pockets. I don't know how he got them. I don't know what he did. They don't get into that. I would love to know that. Did he bring it with him? Was it frozen? Was it on his person yeah. for a long time? Did he... <laughs> did, so and like, there like, are more questions than answers. Yeah, big time. I want a whole five-part HBO miniseries about that. <laughs> I really do. Especially with uh, with that FBI agent. Yeah. Uh, agent, agent Doug. Agent Doug. Oh, get Agent, agent Doug. Doug. Get him signed up for whatever you want to do. He's great. He's the best. Man. I sat in that meeting for so long, I got hungry three times. <laughs> that guy was for so hot good. pocket. <laughs> I love that guy. So my wife just for some reason opened my office door, just peeked her head in and looked at me concerningly, and then went away. I don't know what mm. that was about. She didn't say. So hopefully, everybody well, you know, fine. it's Sunday. We usually don't do TMS this uh, these days. Oh, then. that's why. Shoot, yeah. she's confused <laughs> about the day. <laughs> All right. Uh, a Texas jail is claiming a guard did not notice an inmate giving birth in a in a jail cell. So <laughs> okay. Look, look at all these stories, man. No no COVID, no riots. Yeah. Man, proud of ourselves today. That seems like a really poorly written, written or written, poorly written headline. <laughs> yeah. Texas jail says guards didn't notice inmate giving birth. Yeah. Maybe it should be like Texas inmate gives birth in jail. Comma, guards, guards don't, don't notice. notice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unbeknownst to guards. Yeah, unbeknownst to guards, inmate gives birth. That kind of works too. It's not a great headline. You're right. I totally agree. The LancasterOnline.com. I assume this is some Lancaster news. I don't know. You maybe even been there. Did you do an installation there? I don't think I've done. Uh, I've been to Lancaster, Pennsylvania for an installation, but not. It's got to be a Texas, right? Because yeah, this Texas. feels like a locally written. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, LNP, totally. I remember that logo because I used to have to do all the logos. I bet you like went clean there. Clean them up and turn them into PNGs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But um, Lancaster. Yeah, okay. That is the Lancaster, Pennsylvania. They just happen to be covering. Oh, it's Pennsylvania. Okay. It is. Yeah, but it's it's a Texas prison, but it's a Lancaster, Pennsylvania newspaper reporting on it. 
because there's nothing going on to report on. Yeah, there's nothing going on right now. Nothing going on. What's out there in the news? It's like, uh, what's her name this morning? Uh, Let's see if I have it in front of me here. Uh, Isabel. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I have two things to say about Isabel. Yeah. Uh, First thing is, as I I pointed out on Twitter, her uh, message today was, there's no news today that I can think of. It's only Tuesday, so be sure to pace yourselves. Don't overdo it. I'm like, really? Really, Isabel? You're going to be that on the nose with, like, opposite (laughs) day? Anyway. So there's right. that. And then uh, the other thing I noticed is I was trying to make sure I had her name spelled right. So I did a quick hmm. search for her name being spelled right. Sure. And I got this message back. Uh, or I got the, well, here, Chad, I can show you in the thing. And I can show you in Discord. This is what? You searched on Google for the spelling for on of du- Isabel's name? On DuckDuckGo. Sometimes I'll just do that. Oh, yeah. To find, okay. it, to find mm-hmm. it out. And it says, sure. um, my first two results were Isabel Animal Crossing Wiki on fandom.com. Makes sense. No big deal. Uh-huh. Very oh, next please one. Tell me there's like lore. There's like. Um, oh, there's all that like, stuff. Like, uh, yeah. well, with the uh, fanfic of her and uh, Tom Nook and what they do when you're not in the resident services center. Well, then let me point your eyes to the second result. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe I should have. I spoke too soon. Which is Isabel Animal Crossing porn videos on pornhub.com, which I did not go to. And have no desire to know what that's about. <laughs> but, whew. Yeah, that was a fun... Wait till you hear what her message is Wednesday morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not interested in any of that. Woo, boy. Anyway, <laughs> so this lady, she's she's a woman. She managed to go into labor and give birth alone in a Texas jail cell, which is pretty sad, uh, without any cor- uh, corrections officers noticing. I mean, would they hire the guys that were supposed to watch Jeffrey Epstein? What the hell is this about? Yeah, really. Uh, they didn't notice until after she delivered the child. The woman had the baby in Fort Worth jail sale on May 17th, uh, so it's been it's been a bit. According to Tarrant County Sheriff's Office spokesman, Lieutenant Jennifer Gabbert. 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 Uh, the woman did not immediately disclose the birth, but the baby was soon delivered, uh, discovered rather by a corrections officer, and both were taken to a hospital. She could not immediately provide information about the health of the mother or the baby. Jail staff knew the woman was pregnant and had been checking her regularly. Uh, but then, I guess... <laughs> The one time they didn't look, she actually had the baby. Uh, jail staff don't know I'm how. I'm making a shank to cut the umbilical cord. <laughs> I mean, honestly, how do you not notice this? No one just gives birth. Yeah. It takes a while, and there's it's it's painful, and she's probably making a lot of noise yeah. and stuff. You right? know, we watch some of those jail reality shows, Scott. There's a lot of yelling going on in there, so. Uh... I guess. I don't know, man. just feels like there ought to be, like, they're bad. These are bad. These are bad guards. Is all I'm saying. How do you not notice this? You know what it is because I just watched that Jeffrey Epstein documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't ask me why I'm a glutton for punishment, but I watched it. Yeah. Um. And there's no way. Oh, see, I'm not even conspiratorial, dude. But there are yeah. way too many coincidences with how he died, and also how what the autopsy showed like there's no way that really? dude killed himself no freaking way he had dirt on some really powerful people i think at that level mm-hmm. stuff can go down he like I, I think yeah. he was i really Inside think he was job. he's like oh wait where are the guards oh we didn't see well, okay where's the video footage Oh, the the film we can't find the film. Yeah, the the uh, the camera blinked off. There was an EMP that uh, went off nearby. Yeah. Well, where's the oh well, where's the we cameras? This, Maybe we, we got... accidentally bought this USB stick and it shut down all of our electronics surveillance. Yeah, it was only three hundred fifty dollars. 
It's cheap. <laughs> but then they're like, well, wait, where are the cameras? We'll just see if we can look at those. Oh, those are also broken suddenly. I don't know where those are broken. Like it, that stuff, that convenient level of stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. dude. Either it's either it's one I'm convinced of one of two scenarios. Okay. Either he had the resources and money and had some had a bunch of people paid off to make it convenient for him to kill himself. Sure. And nobody to stop him. Or and also by the way, the autopsy doesn't support that because the way he broke his neck is not consistent with somebody who hangs himself. Mm. Um but also, or the other option is somebody somebody somewhere. I'm not. Po- I'm not going to say names because there's a list. <laughs> there's a gigantic list of names. It could be any of them, and they're all billionaires. Yeah. yeah. Uh, had oh. it done. I like. I could not believe what I. Oh, that documentary. You guys should watch that documentary. He's also a complete and utter 100% greatest douchebag list of all time. He's a horrendous 100%. human being. Yes. So yes. bad. All right. Anyway, where are we now? Oh yeah, check okay. this out. Back back to ni- nature. Rarely heard narwhal vocalizations. Mm, okay. Yeah, this is exciting. Hey, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's just like, yeah, we heard him talking, and, uh, you know, he sound like that. He sound like Paul Stanley, yeah. weirdly enough. Yeah. Hey, hey Gene. Uh, so check this out. Rarely heard narwhal vocalizations. With the help of Inuit... Inuit Inuit hunters, mm-hmm. not Intuit software. <laughs> Geophysics uh, geophysicists recently recorded various calls, buzzes, clicks, and whistles of narwhals as they summered in the Greenland fjord. Mm, he's pining. Yeah. Pining for the fjords. Pining for the fjords. The recordings help scientists better understand the soundscape of Arctic glacial fjords and provide valuable insight into the behavior of these shy and mysterious creatures. And for those that don't know, narwhals are these ones with like the giant long horns. They're basically One, yeah, like, the unicorn whales, basically. Yeah, except the horns are so freaking long. Like yeah. imagine, imagine even a fake unicorn. Well, unicorns are fake, but imagine a unicorn yeah. if it was drawn with a with a narwhal horn. It would be they'd barely be able to keep their head up. <laughs> um, right, they'd keep stabbing every all the other uh, fake forest creatures. I was trying to see if there was a sound clip. They don't have oh no really like they have this article about recently heard or rarely yeah. heard narwhal vocalizations and they don't provide audio yeah it just says the recordings help researchers do a baseline <laughs> but, oh but, here's but, here it is i'll click the link hot pocket hot pockets <laughs> it's like oh they're like us uh it says there's so much crack crackling due to ice fracturing bubbling melting out uh, they say in the recordings it seems we are dealing with animals living in one of the most noisy environments without without having much trouble with that mm-hmm. anyway I thought a nice little science segment would be nice. That's really cool, yeah. Narwhals. Catch them. Are only the males with the horns or the females with the horns and the males don't? Or one or the other? Because the picture I'm it seeing is, they're, they, I guess they're monogamous. And so they got, uh, here, chat, you guys can see this. This uh, narwhal here is uh, hanging out with another narwhal. And I can't tell which one's the male, which one's the female but I'll bet I'm wrong. The assumption would be the male's the one with a big nose because they're dominant or something, but... The big nose. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or... Big I, nose. I know, I know it's a tooth. I, I know that, but it looks like a horn yes. lemonade. We've been corrected on that before. We know it's a tooth. We know it's Just a tooth. tooth. Yeah. I mean, what are you, the narwhal? You can't handle the tooth. <laughs> you can't handle the truth about the tooth. 
All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to a couple of good pals of ours, including uh, Bill Duran and Justin Robert Young. Uh, before that, though, a little bit of a break, some music for us. What do you got, Brian, for us today? Yes. Boy, if, if you uh, feel like we just didn't have enough funk or smooth funk uh, recently on the show, and I'm trying to find it. I misspelled it. There we go. A-E. A-L-A-E. A-L-A-E. I don't know how it's pronounced. But uh, they are a New Zealand, speaking of New Zealand-based indie pop band. Uh, Big thanks to Black Panda PR for sending this one. They have a brand new song, a single, um, called Summer Thing. Now, I posted this video on uh, Twitter this morning because the video is great. It's like a bunch of goth kids dancing on the beach, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's so good. But uh, uh, if you want to check out the video, do, do a search for that. A-L-A-E, Ale. Uh, the song is called Summer Thing, and this is just a slice of summer pop perfection. Oh, that sounds really nice. Here it is. Yes. Uh, we'll see you guys on the other side. This ain't no summer thing. They can say what they want to, yeah, but they don't say how I fit with you and how you fit with me and how we go together. Strange birds, strange feathers, sun shining, the bad weather, don't matter, whatever. There's something about the way you feel, it feels good. Just you. 
I did 11 loads of your laundry because your room looked like someone was looking for crack. Whoops, excuse me. Sorry, excuse me. The Morning Stream. I will feast on your soul. Jeez, pardon my dust today with the sound issues. What the frickin' crap was that? All right, it's all good. <laughs> well, that was a breezy, light, breezy thing to hear. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I liked it. Some light summer fun for you. Sure. It is warming up. It was like 95 yesterday. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's warmer than you. Maybe warmer than you'd like, you know? Maybe warmer than you. And you're a, you're a, you're a person who likes being out in heat so i do actually dry heat mm -hmm. don't want the wet heat dry heat well yeah that's what i mean you like you like being out and that sort of thing i don't care that much for that yeah. i like oh if i'm gonna go on a bike ride 70s high 60s ideal one of my favorite things in the world is middle of the summer like july august worst worst possible heat time in vegas mm -hmm. and to be on the strip where it's even 10 degrees hotter because the buildings are amplifying all the light and everything Right, they're just reflecting it down onto the strip. Yep, so you're just um, burning up down there. But then there's this, so I'm, I I like that part of it, and I don't mind it. And then, But then I'll get to, like, the Cosmo or something mm -hmm. and go in. There's nothing mm -hmm. like that air conditioning hitting you. It is amazing. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's so oh. good. Yeah, you know, uh, Barry Folk and I are talking about uh, just doing a, a weekend, couple days, just go there and see what Vegas is like right now after the after the, uh, the the restrictions lifted enough for the hotels to open just to see what it's like. Yeah. Do you have any uh, any word on when is are they open now or how is how they're, are they now? they're op they open Friday, June 4th. So what is that? Thursday. They open Thursday. So Well, I wouldn't go now cuz they had a giant march yesterday. <laughs> they had a <laughs> yeah, huge Yeah, they protest. marched down the strip. I would think that they probably marched downtown where the Um, I don't know. It looked like they were on the outside of the well, it was hard for me to tell from the angle, but really? it looked like it was on okay. the southern end of the strip, and or, or the new end of the strip, new end, and they were like Bellagio-ish, and then I could kind of oh. see the the pyramid from there. So I think they were okay. all over the place. I'm not sure. I think they were all over. All the right. Place. Well, they better not. They better not. You know, deface. Yeah. Listen. The, hey, the, listen, you guys. Protesting. Thing. Don't f up Brian's uh, trip to Vegas. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. Just don't mess up. Don't mess up my hotels. Come sure, on. Sure. Stop it. Stop what you're doing. All right. Uh, we we're going to go. We we're going to protest on the other side of the street, but the escalators aren't working today. <laughs> so uh, we're just going to stay here in front of the Flamingo. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. There was a big one last night. That is definitely on the strip. Yeah. Oh, I mean, what better place to do it, right? Like they're going to totally the strip would be the place to do it. Because yeah. you're going to make the most well, noise. I mean, if I was going to protest in Las Vegas, I would do it on the strip. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. nowhere near the city and county building. Yeah, they're not going to do it. County, Clark County. Uh, uh. They're not going to do that jack-in-the-box where I saw the drug dealer. They're not going to do that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, listen to that. It sounded like a cat. Hey, <laughs> listen to this. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. It's Bill Duran with a cat. What's going on with the cat? Uh, Willow just stormed the desk. Oh no! To let me know. I don't know what's up, but she literally ran right over to the microphone to say hi. I think. Wow, that's awesome. That's you, nice. You, you've always had a nice connection to your cats. I think that's great. Nothing wrong. with Oh, that. especially lately. Tell yeah. you what. No kidding. Uh, boy, Seattle was a little bit of a mess last night. Hope you guys mm -hmm. are all right and everyone's good. 
uh, seemed to be one of the hotter spots of the uh, of the messy mess yesterday. But uh, it's Bill Duran. He's here from uh, said area, and he is going to join us and talk about the world of making things. So, Bill, uh, yes. what's going on this week? What are you doing? Oh, I haven't made it. I haven't made a damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> I have taken. I've taken some pictures of hummingbirds. That's about it. Nice. Uh, how's that going? By the way, you talked about it a little bit last time, but uh, I'm curious if you've if you've caught any more amazing moments with your. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't think I'm going to win any uh, Pulitzer prizes with what I've got so far. But you know, I'll keep. I'll keep trying. All right. Keep at it. Yeah. I like to yeah. hear about that. Uh, what do you want to talk about this week then? So today I would like to talk about a very specific group of makers and a very specific maker. Uh, I want to talk about a black inventor today. Right? Okay. Sounds, uh, and also, by great. the way, everyone, happy Pride Month. Oh, yeah. And that started uh, today or right, yesterday. Yeah. Did it start yesterday? I don't even know. It started, it started yesterday. yesterday. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. uh, and I'm looking looking forward to the, uh, when I can share more about uh, LGBTQ plus makers as well. But today I'm going with a black inventor because it seems like the best message to send sounds so first of all if you look up a list and i recommend this look up a list of uh black inventors and you'll suddenly see sure are an awful lot of them more than just eli whitney uh and they've made an awful lot of really useful stuff that we all still use today and a specific example is a man named garrett morgan dude was from crap where was he uh kentucky and he was born in the late 1800s. Real quick, before we get the, before we yes. get slaughtered by a million emails, Eli Whitney was not black. I just oh, sorry, to put it out there. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, just, just to Garrett get it Morgan, out there. Forgot yeah. to look up Eli Whitney, and I am the absolute worst yeah. at research. Just, just, All just right. thank you very knows. much. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure we cleared that up before I got too far. All right, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, continue. <laughs> thank you. Uh, anyway. Uh, Garrett Morgan, the actual American uh, black inventor I want to talk about, was a businessman and uh, uh, entrepreneur, community leader. Great dude. Lived to be 86. Uh, He died in the 60s, which is awesome. Uh, I mean, not awesome. He died. Awesome. He made it that long, though. Good for him. Uh, But a couple of things he worked on that were really, really great. And a lot of us are probably happy are around before his change to traffic lights, there were only two lights. There was just stop and go. And he was the guy that was like, hey, we should have a yo, slow down light. And they added the yellow light. And I think that's kind of important to remember for everyone when you're running that <laughs> yellow light. And maybe it's an orange light by the time you got through. I think it's, it's the, important to remember. It's the Starman go very fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> exactly what it is. So Garrett Morgan, a black inventor, is responsible for that. Uh, but cool. pro- probably the more notable thing he's responsible for was something that was called a smoke hood, which was a thing that um, uh, firefighters would use to prevent smoke inhalation. This was in the early 1900s. Uh, the smoke hood is the predecessor to the gas mask. So when you see a line of cops with gas masks on out there uh, with all the protesters, just remember that a black man was responsible for inventing that too. They call I them think smoke masks. For- they, what did they call them that for? Was it to stop, like if you worked in uh, something that had a lot of smoke or, you know, like, I don't know, exhaust or whatever, you'd use that to block it? Or how, how did those work? I mean, you may not have looked that deep. I don't know. Yeah. So the, uh, if you look at the Wikipedia article, there's a whole uh, part on the smoke hood. 
it's a lot to read and go through. But basically, it was some sort of wet sponge filter and a hood to keep the smoke uh, out where they could, I guess, uh, that would uh, prevent people from inhaling smoke in a burning building for, I guess, long enough to help people. Um, and that eventually was iterated on until it became something more akin to the modern gas mask. That's it was used cool. in World War One. Uh, and, and again, you could go read the Wikipedia page and dive deeper. And I recommend you do. But I really think it's just important to remember who invented those things when we see so many people using them. Uh, and it's worth reading about. Yeah, I like that uh, sort of cool. thing. Uh, DTNS did a really cool thing yesterday, Tom Merritt and his tech show. He basically just handed the keys over to uh, a handful of black creators that are various content creators of various types um, that do YouTube channels and podcasting and other things. And they just did an entire episode of their point of view during all of this. Um, you know, it's basically just let them have the microphone and let them, mm-hmm. let them talk and take a day off from regular DTNS stuff. And I thought that was really cool of them to do that. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And uh, anyway, if you haven't heard it, it's absolutely worth your time to go to go listen to. They they did a bang up job on that. We'll probably talk about that again tomorrow. Awesome! It's why it's almost like that Tom Merrick guy is one of the best human beings on planet Earth. Yeah, he's a pretty good dude. He's a pretty (laughs) pretty good dude. That guy. Yeah. Anyway, Uh, that's all I had for you guys today. No worries. Any uh, any bonus links or anything today? Yeah. Okay. Uh, And this is real. This is a recommendation. It's really a a recommendation. For people who look like me and are like me, who haven't spoken up yet about Black Lives Matter for whatever reason, mm-hmm. because I, I I haven't spoken up until this week, uh, and I'm ashamed that it took an internet video to get me to do that, but I'm here now and I'm talking about it. And uh, if you haven't, or anyone listening who and you look like me and you haven't spoken up yet, I recommend it because I feel better already. <laughs> you know? Already taking steps towards making the world a better place, and I can sleep better at night. So, yeah, that's my recommendation. That's Go check great... it out. Look up the website. Send the money if you can. Tweet about it, and let all of the friends you know who don't look like you, but they look up to you, know that you support them. I love that. Also, I'm not going to even mention the fact that you have a twin brother, and <laughs> so when you say things about people who look like you, I can't stop thinking about that <laughs> you have a twin brother. I'm sorry, my brain One works very that way. specific person that looks like you. Right, yeah. It's just throwing me off. Also, just a side note, I was watching a weird YouTube video the other day. Um, by weird, I mean it was just like a fail video or something. And uh, there was somebody filming it, and I swear, i got to find it now to send it to you. I swear to you, it was you talking. 100% sure it was oh. Bill Duran talking. I know it wasn't, because <laughs> it was somewhere in like, I don't know, the Bahamas and some water skiing trip. Something I know that you have not taken that trip yet, as far as I know. Okay. But you, I swear this guy was you. I went to Kim. I said, does that sound like Bill Durant? She goes, oh my gosh, that's totally Bill. Like, we were convinced it was you, and then I forgot about it and forgot to send it to you, and now I have to go find it again. So there you go. Okay. Fun side note for Bill. <laughs> uh, Bill Duran, everybody. PunishedProps.com. You can find him on Twitter, at Chinbeard. Bill, take it easy, be safe, and uh, good work on this stuff. We'll uh, talk to you soon. Alrighty, later. Bye now. See you. All right, off goes Bill. Off goes Bill. In comes Jerry. Uh, hold on. There we go. All right, we're adding Justin Robert Young to the proceedings. He will bring his unique brand of coverage and discussion to the show. 
And I will now hit this. Justin Robert Young joining us from Oakland, California. Uh, Justin, welcome. How are you? How are you doing? Oh, hello, friends. Hello, friend. Uh, you know, strange days. Yeah. Strange days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, there was some... Um, can we... Let's get the goofy thing out of the way real quick. You had a tiger sure. supposedly walking around Oakland, but it turned out to be oh, fake or something. I know. Do you want so to, no, they that. just... Yeah. They miscounted. They, you know, which... Uh, I don't know if the Oakland Zoo's noticed there's a lot going on these days. You know, the <laughs> lot of times where you could miscount a tiger... You're yeah. really kind of counting on you guys uh, you know, to kind of keep that count straight. Yeah. Use your fingers if you need to. Can't imagine there's that many tigers. Wait, so the so the issue was that the Oakland Zoo miscounted and and came up with a, a fewer number of tigers than they're supposed to have. I thought somebody said they saw a tiger walking around Oakland. Well, maybe they heard uh, the thing and then. I think yeah, no, I think that that was initially what it was, and then the Oakland Zoo miscounted it, and then. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, and then and then they realized that they had miscounted. They didn't actually have a tiger on the loose <laughs> amongst everything else that's happening. Yeah, right. I mean, I can. I was trying to think of something worse to add to a tense situation on a street <laughs> with protesters yes. and cops, and then that would be, you know, a full blown tiger on the loose. That would have been. Mm-hmm. That would have been bad, but uh, I'm glad to hear that wasn't the case uh, for both the Tiger's sake and everyone else. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. I mean, yeah, uh, obviously, uh, you know, this is this is a, a – it was a tense situation before a, uh, a, 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 a an incident so vile that Rush Limbaugh said it was first-degree murder happened yeah uh, uh, uh setting ablaze a um you know a, a a series of riots and then uh you know uh, expanding that or sorry a series of protests that then ex- uh, extended into riots and looting yeah um mm-hmm. you know that that continues to uh to to now so what's weird to me is saturday I mean, I'm not going to try to sum all this up in a in some easy package because there's no such thing around this. It's just like there's too much nuance, too many angles, too much stuff. But it did seem like on Saturday there was a real um, – there was so much anger and so much effort to – whatever your motivations, to break things and to burn things. And yesterday, and for that, mat- for that matter, the day before a little bit more, but the day – but yesterday, Sunday – was even in the places of where there were trouble spots, everything seemed much more uh, an attempt to take that back the peaceful part by these organizers. They were like, look, you know, we weren't the ones throwing the bricks. We were trying to maintain calm. We were trying to do this peacefully, at least most of them. Again, I'm not trying to blanket everybody here. But yesterday, for most of the, for most of the country, the big uh, events that happened around various places. Oh, why is that playing? Sorry. Uh, around different cities seem to be a little bit better um, focused on this being a peaceful pro- protest that didn't in some cities stop cops from firing you know weird stuff into weird places for no reason pushing pushing people around you know tear gassing where it seemed like everything was 100% a peaceful pro- pro- protest and then suddenly it wasn't uh, so I, I realized the mayhem still existed but um, I guess my point is 
do you think we're I mean are we past that initial like fiery I don't even know why I'm jumping in here to break this window but I am phase and maybe we can move into this more like everybody sort of take a knee and then it really is just on the police and on the government and on the military to either escalate or de-escalate does any of that make sense the way I'm saying it no, but I, I don't think that there's a lot of sense, you know, to be made of kind of what we see. Social media is a really bad uh, lens often for a lot of things. I, I would see no reason why it's a bad lens uh, for this. There's a lot of places for which looting uh, has continued. Protests have continued and uh, police. I don't know what it's like to handle a riot. Personally, mm. I've never done it myself, uh, but I can imagine that it's very difficult, but I can also imagine that or I also know for a fact that there are certain standards for which we 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 hold our law enforcement officers to. For example, last night in Oakland, there was a peaceful protest that uh, was organized by a local high school where a bunch of people walked down uh, downtown and. Uh, Oakland had avoided a curfew all throughout the weekend. They got a, a curfew applied at about 4 p.m. for an 8 p.m. curfew. And at 7.30, the police shot uh, uh, gas canisters into the protesters. Yeah. So, like, I, I it's, I understand, but, you know, and then, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to put any of these things in conflict with each other. I'm just going to say a bunch of things. I'm going to say things that I am more familiar with because they are happening around my neighborhood. Also, there is there has been consistent looting not only in downtown, but also up through uh, Auto Row and in East Oakland, where you have a lot of uh, Vietnamese and Mexican-owned businesses that have been ransacked. So now that Oakland is... Uh, you know, a, 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 a somewhat of a more of a focal point. It, it's got the national or I don't know if it has a National Guard. It has a lot of the other police departments around. Uh, I, I, I don't know if there is much worth in looking at the totality of the chaos and trying to read from those flames the situation that you want or to soothsay where it's going to go from here. Mm. Um, so I, I would not feel comfortable saying, oh, this is the beginning or this is the end or over a hump um, because I think there's a lot of stuff that's going, going into here. What I do think is a clarifying message is what started all of this. And what started all of this is a an example that I mean, I heard described yesterday, I thought eloquently as a wick that ignited a powder keg. And part of what was in that powder keg is not only similar incidents of police brutality on video uh, toward uh, black men specifically uh, and women and children as well. But in this particular example, not only do we have a populace that is, you know, suffering from flash unemployment at depression levels, that, uh, uh, you know, is is uh, looking at, uh, you know, a, an, econ an uncertain economic future. Uh, but also it's long. It's 
indisputable. It's at multiple angles. And just because the the simulation we're living in is is at its most cruel, the act by which the man dies is the same pose for which a famous football protester uh, uh, became the topic of conversation for two and a half years. Yeah. Like it, it is, it is poetic in a, in a sickening way that I think has resonated far and wide. And, uh, you know, the, I, I do want to keep the focus on that. Although it is easy to have your eye drawn away when you are, uh, uh, you know, I, I I can't remember the last day that went by where I didn't hear uh, helicopter mm-hmm. sounds. You know, yeah. uh, there's all stuff all up on the Oakland subreddit about the California Highway Patrol's flight pattern because they're literally just flying around the city to maintain cover of uh, to see if there's you know fires and stuff like that. Right. Uh, I. I think that that is another conversation, but the one that I kind of think is very important to focus on is the fact that there is a problem and it's a problem that a segment of our population of Americans has consistently spoken about and somewhere between uh, omnipresent camera phones and, uh, you know, the ability to bypass gatekeepers to spread the message that resonates the most with the public we now know it far more and and this just happens to be that act was uh uh although the result not unique the act itself was telegenically uniquely vile i believe to uh inspire a a very beleaguered public into remarkable and at times terrifying action yeah well we're definitely um yeah we're in it i mean i i I know naively i I saw this coming and went well we never do that we never have protests here for anything salt lake city just sort of you know sits around and chills out and we don't really freak out the fact that we had you know national news making issues on saturday um really was like a wake-up call for me it was like okay maybe this time we're serious about the issues you just described maybe this time um you know, it's anecdotal, but for me to be able to say my hometown, which is usually this quiet, polite place, if they're this pissed about that level of brutality, this particular death, all those before it that were, you know, didn't get proper justice. Uh, the fact that, that that's happening here was just kind of a, uh, I don't know, kind of a shock to, to my system and to make it even more visceral you know, having a daughter who lives in an apartment on the block where all the cars are being flipped and set on fire was, was harrowing in a personal way and, and, um, had to do what we could do to get her home. Uh, so that she was, you know, sort of out of harm's way at the time. Uh, she's back there today. Just so everybody knows a lot of people are asking about that. So she's back down mm-hmm. there today. She's, uh, also a huge supporter of this stuff and would normally be somebody who'd like to march. But nice thing about yesterday was, this city came together in a way that that was a little heartening in all of this. It's hard to find much heartening right now, but there was a big protest. There were thousands of people there last night again. They were pushing up against curfew. The cops were there. We had some mobilized military and um, 
National Guard and all that. And it looked like it could have gone real south when they got up to the Capitol. But instead, they said, all right, we've marched tonight. We'll do it again tomorrow. We're going to disperse now. Thanks to the police uh, for, you know, for for not escalating this and turned around, told his people to go home and they all went home. And so everybody went home and they're planning on another big one tonight. And that, to me, is the process where you're not killing each other. You're not hurting each other. You're not causing additional damage across the board. You are just getting your message out there. And on the cop side, it was nice to see at least some <laughs> some representation of of restraint and not a desire to just dive in and, and clamp down and and all that. So, you know, we're not a city known for our racial tensions. We don't have, I think we have like if you did a, I think the percentage thing is like 2% of all of Utah is black. Like it's yeah. t- it's tiny. We're we're a predominantly white community, um, but again, that that sort of just feeds into what I'm saying. It's like if if this if this can happen here and to get that powder keggy, especially on Saturday, I just realized, oh wow, yeah, this is this is this is big and real. So I guess I'll, all we can do is speculate. But if let's say we stay completely on message about what it's about, who it's for, and what we can do to help it. Does this feel like a turning point to you? Uh, yeah, the, the the point that that I heard that I did think was interesting is that you are getting marches, sustained protests, and even you know uh, uh, some of the byproducts of that in looting and rioting uh, in places like Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know yeah. what the Salt Lake City demonstration was for Ferguson. Right, but I virtually nothing as far as I know. There may have been a little bit at the Capitol, but nothing, nothing big, not like this. Um, so I mean, that's that's. I think if there's if there's one thing that is very clear, it is that there there needs to be a change to the status quo at the very least. I mean, look, um. I am of the belief that everything comes from somewhere. It it has been my goal with this coronavirus stuff to look back and my fascination, the content that I have created on politics, politics, politics has largely been focused around, uh, you know, how a pandemic's affected America in the past. What did we do about them? What didn't we do about them? How did it uh, uh, reverberate politically? And so I've looked a lot at 1957 and 1968. But I would be ignorant if that is my stated goal to not then when we have situations like this, acknowledge and understand that we have had a problem of of out and out uh, of, of racism within police departments. We have had, you know, systemic racism is something that happens. And I want to be clear about what I say when I say that. When I say systemic racism, I mean that there, the longer we go, if you are in a system for which uh, there was decisions based on race made, uh, yes, the sands of time can erode and soften edges, but there are elements decisions that long forgotten that still affect us today that will remain now does that 
mean that everybody that has come past it is, you know, uh, secretly cutting out the eye holes in their clan hood. Uh, no, I, I, don't, I don't think so. But I do think that there are elements that we can understand for which uh, to better ourselves. That is, if there is one, to me, the promise of America is not that we are at our goals. It's that we strive to and can be. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. when when people discuss American exceptionalism, to me, that's what it it, it means. It means that we are uh, that this nation's self self loathing complex is uh, uh, something that I do believe motivates it to go forward. But we are talking not about self loathing. We are talking about self destruction, mm-hmm. and that's what we are looking at on display with George Floyd. That's what we are looking at on display in terms of the collective pain. I think of. America that is that is out there and I do think that there are elements that uh, there are changes that we can make specifically in terms of how we think of our police department and the role that they play in the community uh, that is coming to a head it is coming to a head right now uh, we are we are watching it at play because you know, at at this point, that act was so well documented and so uniquely. And again, I underline borderline comically vile in terms of the fact that it it rhymes with this Colin Kaepernick protest. Uh, that there's no way that you can that you can ignore it, and and the reaction I believe belays that yeah i agree i don't think i have anything to add although i would ask you uh, just from a personal standpoint um i assume this makes what you do and cover harder like uh, just from a just from a like process standpoint how, how hard is it to be the guy that's like all right i gotta put up a politics show today when all this is going on i mean i know it's challenging for for us even just here on the morning stream from the point of view that we're always we're here mostly to be fun and funny like mm-hmm. that's our yeah. job and so, find comedy yeah. and stuff and yeah a whole big section of stuff that we can't find any kind of, there there isn't any kind of no oh, no yeah no yeah, this is normally funny. this is my comedy guest spot well before i do five hours of comedy content today <laughs> Uh, right. So, right. Uh, right. So I'm just curious. No, how does, how I, does I, that... I understand? Yeah. I mean, I'm worried more about the comedy stuff than the, than the politics stuff. The yeah. politics stuff, I can always rely on history, mm-hmm. you know, and I can, I can provide historical context and I can look back at other times and what happened and goals that were asked for and goals that were achieved. I, I think I can educate on politics. Comedy's harder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and it's, I have not spoken up a lot on social media, mostly because I don't feel like I am at a lack for platforms for people to know my opinions. Uh, I'm not going to stop giving my opinions, and indeed I will <laughs> give my opinions on the issues of the day. Uh, if I am going to do it, I would prefer to do it in a thing where I can use my own words and I don't have to write within 280 characters in a medium for which people can read it in whatever tone of voice that is in their head. Uh, and not to say that I think that they will willfully misinterpret things, but just that this is a crazy world right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and, and there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of, um, chaos going on. And, and if there's one thing that I feel is important is if I'm going to speak on stuff, then I, I do kind of want to be, I want to be clear for me. I want to be clear so I don't pollute the conversation. And if I'm going to screw up, uh, I at least want it to be in my own tone of voice. And that's, I think that's, that to me at least is the most, um, hard part about the comedy thing is that all comedy is subjective and we're in such varied moods, obviously that the one person that says, I think reasonably, Hey, all I do is focus on this. The one thing that I like is the morning stream or night attack uh, to make me laugh. It really would matter more than ever to have it now. Mm -hmm. uh, the laughter that we can cause for that person that might be a purest intentions can sound like mockery to other people, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, right. and from the creator's point of view, that's hard, Yeah, it you is know, hard. because you kind of have to uh, anticipate both. But then what's the what's the what's the opposite side of it? Thankfully, this segment, you know, has has a history of a kind of more serious bent. But, you know, thank and also thank God yesterday Rush Limbaugh went on the breakfast club. It gave me something to talk about, you know, that I could dissect this that was very relevant and, and moving things forward, uh, you know, and and joke about how uncomfortable Rush Limbaugh sounded. Yeah. But other than that, like, it's just hard. Well, yeah, it is hard. I mean, it's even hard to like, I try to, I try to see this. I don't know. It's just hard. It's just hard. We, we have an insular kind of situation here on TMS where, um, you know, a lot of our fun is being had with the community in a way that's very knowing. Like we're, we're kind of, it's more like friends hanging out and talking about stuff that we like or that makes us laugh. It's not yeah. commentary on what's happening that makes us laugh. And so in a way, we get a pass, you know, a, a slightly easier way to slip in every day and do it uh, right. despite our own, you know, wh whatever our own feelings or emotions are at any given time. You know, the actual playground is is sort of closed off from everything. We can kind of have our fun inside of it. Um, I don't I don't know how you like I don't know what a, I don't know what's well, <laughs> forget about the fact we're in a pandemic, but I don't know how stand-up works now. Like what is stand-up comedy anymore? Like where, where is it? Ha is it happening or is it all just recorded already? And we're just watching old stuff. Like nobody's in crowds. So nobody's standing up and doing that. You don't have those voices that are sometimes really important. Sometimes that humor is important in breaking things down and making you understand where we're at as a society or whatever. And none of that stuff's really happening except on zoom videos and they don't work as well. It's just not the same. So I feel for those guys, you know, like, I don't know. That, yeah. That stuff's weird. It's weird. I mean, there's not a lot to laugh at. No. I mean, mm -hmm. you can, there's, there's the dark humor that kind of the gallows humor that comes along with this sort of stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. We were talking yesterday about the curfews, you know, like, I don't think I have been under a, a, a city or state curfew outside of a hurricane and you were saying like probably not since your parents <laughs> right yeah yeah no since it was since a home curfew as opposed to a yeah 
I haven't had one. Mandated curfew. I've now. never had. We, we were chatting on text last night. I've never had a curfew that wasn't my parents. So I, you know, what a, what a, what a blessed existence to never have to deal with like a publicly mandated curfew before. But when it kicked in, like, I don't know, my kid, my kids at nineteen through twenty, whatever, they're all getting a very different view of the world at at that age, you know, yeah. like than I did. Like for me, it was all up. It's like, hey, I'm getting married soon. I'm gonna get this job. Sweet. It's all look at us living the life. Our first apartment, awesome. We're gonna save for a house. Like all that stuff was happening. And there, you know, Carter was talking to me last night. She's like, I just this makes me this makes me not wanna be in the in this world this way. I don't wanna be around this. Like she doesn't she doesn't she's not having that experience. And man, did I take it for granted. I just did. And I just assumed that would be what my kids would get. They'll get to do it too. And in some ways they are, but they're also doing it from a very privileged position that I took for granted. I still take for granted. I don't know. Just a lot of reassessing of my assumptions and my 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 optimism. I still am optimistic for the future. I I always am, but um, it gets harder and harder. It gets every harder. Day. <laughs> yeah, it gets harder to do it, yeah. or at the very least, it starts to get painted in different ways, and I see it differently. And and that no, it, I remember I remember know. us talking early on when Walking Dead was a thing that. Uh, you know, I was like, oh man, you know, this is this is what would happen if we had this kind of pandemic. We'd see these clusters of good people, but then we'd see a lot of clusters of bad people that the good people keep running into. And you're like, oh no, no, I think there's far more good than bad. And it's like, um, well, I'm only seeing bad right now, Scott. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> only sa- yeah. If you only watch Saturday, you might think everything everywhere was bad. Yeah. But you know, you're also seeing like severe acts of kindness. Yes. And yeah. and they don't have the loudest voice. And that sounds tripey to say it, but there's so much stuff out there that we're just not paying attention to because it doesn't get the headlines, it doesn't get the likes, it doesn't get the retweets. So I know that, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to be mindful of that. But anyway, I mean, I I evergreen idea, take some time off social media. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah. uh, uh, there there is a time and a place to understand the world around you. It's been an invaluable resource for me to understand kind of where stuff is going on in Oakland at any given time um, to use to tap into that hive mind. But uh, in, in general, it is not, it is just a lens to which to look into the world. Right. And that lens can be distorted or cloudy in a way that might not be helpful. If all that's all you do is look into it. Um, Beyond that, I I do think that there is there is action to be taken. There is uh, you know there there is a, a a brighter day beyond this. And and again, everything is always connected. Like I don't think that we would be having the same kind of looting that we ha- are having now if forty million people weren't unemployed. Right. And they found that out two months ago. <laughs> right. right. Like right. that happened like a flash flood um like there's we're just kind of totally folded in on ourselves uh when a an old problem flared up on a level that uh you know it's kind of brought the country to its knees yeah i don't i don't you know we don't know yet i'm just i'm i feel like i'm bracing for the for the data on what massive uh crowds with very poor social distancing standards is going to do to, to numbers. I'm terrible. I'm really terrified about that because mm-hmm. we were, we were kind of 
you know, getting there. Like we were, we weren't the best, but we certainly weren't the worst. And we were kind of getting in control and there was like, yeah, a lot of restlessness and all that. But you know, the job was the, the, the job of flattening that curve was kind of happening. And, and then well, the- flattening, <laughs> it had happened. The question was reducing it. Right. right. Were we reducing it or not? And we don't, and, and I don't even know if we'll ever really know if we were, I mean, maybe we will, maybe we know where there were the trending was. I mean, but- by all, by all available numbers, we were like, you know, <clears throat> We, we we had flattened the curve and it it is currently still reducing in terms of cases and deaths. Right. Um we will see. We will see. Yeah. I mean they, I know in Denver they've got uh, free COVID screenings for protesters set up at the Pepsi Center where the Oh, that's good. The avalanche and the night gets played. You just if, have to drive up. I think we could even go there, Tim and I could go there and get free screenings and just, you know, I don't think they're being like, All right, show me proof that you were protesting. They should give you a free Pepsi at the Pepsi Center, is what I'm saying. They should. So, so I guess my point is like, you know, when you have 3000 people in a DC metro area all together at once like that, I just have to believe that cases spike from this sort of thing. I mean, it has to, right? Like we're all kidding ourselves. We don't think there's some big number spike and I'm terrified about that. I just hope it, um, I don't know. It feels like it's, I I realize this, this is all perfect storm stuff and, and you know, like you were saying like this flash unemployment and also middle of pandemic and all the reasons that's bad and other political factors and everything sort of combined was enough to create the biggest, you know, the biggest uprising societal uprising since the sixties. Uh, there's just no way that we didn't, you know, that we, that we, I don't know. I don't want everyone to get so sick. That's it. That's all I'm saying. We're the other systems are now being overwhelmed. We don't need the the hospital systems overwhelmed again, and I'm just I'm just nervous about that. So anyway, my yeah, own I mean, because by the way, the worry about that was enough to shut off the economy that put the people out of work that are now looting. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, right. You know, like like this is this is its own. We we man. That America, we did it this time. Mm. <laughs> we sure got ourselves up in a tree, yeah. you know, uh, 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 with, with with nowhere to go. Because at at the end of the day, what is you know, um, like there's no solution to a problem that does not exacerbate another problem. Yeah, exactly. In the situation that we're at now. Yeah. Um, you know, we hope that there are elements of this disease that are, uh, you know, there, there's there been uh, a reporting that it is far harder to communicate it to somebody else um, outside. So all these protests are, by and large, outside. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good news. Uh, we will sure as hell put that idea to the test. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but... You know, we'll see. We yeah. will, we will, we will see as we go forward. Uh, if there's one thing I've learned about 2020 is, uh, you know, quickest way to make God laugh is announcing what you think is going to happen out loud. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, all right, Justin, uh, I do think what you do uh, on the political front and otherwise is valuable. Is there anything this week you want people to uh, sidle on up to and listen to? Oh no, I, mean, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had a feeling but i wanted I'm to ask i'm doing my best i mean like literally yeah. uh if i emerge without everybody hating me 
uh, you know, it'll be a miracle. Well, we don't hate you, like, so you got two yeah, of us. Yeah, I can, so you always I can, got you, you've always got us chirps. Yeah. Yeah. It's still oh, real no, to me, no. damn get, it! Is that <laughs> even even the chat room? I was just looking into it, and it's just like it's like I could just see like like, uh, and this is probably my own paranoia, but I could just see the knives just like waiting, <laughs> just like waiting for me to stumble on a word <laughs> or accidentally quote right something now. else, or yeah. like you know, just like what do you mean a thing I didn't mean to say, and and. Uh, uh, add that to the like addendum to the addendum to the addendum to the addendum of the list of things people are worried about right now because it is a very un uh, uh, unremarkable and unrelatable thing. But uh, yeah, uh, hopefully I have uh, I have any kind of career by the end. Of the week. Pretty trippy that it's only been a week since we talked talked last, and this was not a thing a week ago. Or yeah. I guess it was when the, the actual killing well, happened. Yeah, um, it was a Monday. Last, Monday. Last so it had happened, but this 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 complete blow up backlash hadn't quite kicked in yet. And what did we talk about? Like, oh, what's Biden doing with the thing? Or mm-hmm. you know, yeah, some I don't even remember now because I can't remember. I mean, that's how that's how days are, are going right now, right? With uh, yeah. Yeah. And by the way, look, if you if you have something mean to say about me, go say it. Like, I'm not saying that you shouldn't say it. Like, again, (laughs) I am expecting. And in fact, I am probably writing what you want to say in my own head. So, yeah. uh, (laughs) Well, okay, in that case. Yeah. No, it's fine. Like, uh, and and again, it's it's you know, it is it is what it is. Uh, I'm I'm fully expecting to uh, to uh, screw up and ruin everything uh, and ruin everything by the end of the week. Well, I uh, I personally don't think you're capable of such things, no. and uh, look forward to having you on uh, every week. Hang in there, gerbs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're the you're the bomb. We'll see you later, dude. Bye. Right. Justin R. Young on Twitter, everybody. If I didn't mention that, although it sounds like he's taking a bit of a break from the uh, from the sosh. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. All right, that's gonna do it for today's show. Big thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, we knew that would be a fairly serious segment. Hope people got something out of it. I did. Patreon.com slash TMS is how we uh, are able to keep on the air. Big thanks to everybody. It's a new month. If you can and you're able, uh, we always appreciate any support we get. You get lots of uh, great benefits, ad-free version of the show every day with bonus content on the top and back. You also get uh, cool art in the mail at certain levels. There's the TMS level, which gives you a custom uh, curated tea every month. Lots of cool stuff. Yeah, it's really good. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash TMS. If you're looking for any other way of getting a hold of us or trying to track us down, we are at frogpants.com slash TMS. We will now exit the building, but before we do, one more song from Brian Ibbett. Yeah, and I'm guessing I should probably switch from playing that gloomy Sunday cover that uh, drones on for 10 minutes about uh, uh, anger and sadness and stuff. Let's switch over to this one instead. Um, this one is a request by Dustin Anderson. He says, no specific day or time to play this, just whenever you need a song to play. Uh, if not, surprise me. Can I get a shit critiquer? Oh, uh, do you have yeah, that anywhere still? I bet I do. It's that has been a very long time. So let's just. It see. has been a long time since I've heard that one. Yeah. Um, it's an MP3, so we know that. All right, we got. We're gonna have to do a deep search. Here we go. Oh, I have so many with that word in it. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Uh, ah, wait a minute. Maybe it's under Ibit. Because you're the one that originally said it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later. Oh, there's so many of yours too. Well, uh, oh wait, all right, maybe this is it. Did I find it? <laughs> Shut up. No, that's not it. 
Yeah, it's a beautiful piece of shit. <laughs> no, it's not it either. I can't find oh, it. Right. I'm sorry. Right. I'm, right. sorry. Right. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, he said he closed with "Say Stafe," <laughs> which, I, which I like is kind of our alternative closer. Yeah, it's right not now. bad. It's not bad. Uh, this is a cover of "Personal Jesus." This was uh, done by Def Leppard as one of the tracks that made you go out and buy their most recent greatest hits album for in 2018 because they have to add a new song that makes you go out and buy their album. Well, not in the day day and age of uh, being able to buy the singles, right? Sure. Buy individual tracks. Yeah. Gotta love it. Here's their cover of Depeche Mode's Personal Jesus. Oh, I found it. Shit Gratifter. Oh, wait, that's hey. not you. That's not no, you, that's though. the ideal Shit one. That's what I hear. Shit Gratifter. Shit Gratifter. Uh, so I have three and they're all the same. <laughs> I don't know where I yours just, is. All right. You're just like going nuts on the, the, the fingering of the button. There. Well, there's just, I have three files in there. It's weird. That's hilarious. All right. Uh, uh, all right. Def Leppard, uh, Personal Jesus. All right. Here it is. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Touch your own personal
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. What the f*** you bugging me about for?